Dork Tales proudly presents Dungeons and Dragons The Reign of Emrys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Reign of Emrys here on Dork Tales. We're back after a brief hiatus. I uh, hope that you enjoyed all the content that we were doing in the meanwhile and that you enjoyed Extra Life. And a reminder that if you haven't participated in Extra Life, uh, the videos are available in Twitch right now. They'll be up on YouTube soon. And you can donate to help sick kids at uh, extralife.org uh, slash team slash dorktales. And uh, I think we still have a few members that are trying to achieve their goals and uh, help sick kids. So please help us out. So uh, welcome back. Uh, we just got back from uh, a little bit of a holiday, uh, a little bit of extended holiday for some of us because our province flooded um, and we got trapped on vacation, which is the weird, it's weird to say that because it sounds like a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. It was a, it was an okay thing. I think we had, it was a very weird thing. We had pizza. Weird. Right, like we were, wasn't good we were also worried that the bridge to groceries was going to get washed out from a flooding river. So it almost did, but then it was fine the next day. It was weird. Life is weird. Climate change is a thing. Um, all right. So without further ado, let's start talking about uh, dungeons and or dragons. Uh, so hello everybody. I am your dungeon master Kelly. Are you seeing him pronouns? And I'm very excited to be here tonight because we are resuming the reign of Emrys. Our story of a Magitech empire in potential revolt as uh, as it is nearing you know the end of the world it's gonna be fine it's fine it's fine, it's fine. how are fine. you everything's okay everything's awesome everything oh, I was just gonna say that damn you everything's everything's fine cool when, when you're... you're level nine by the way you guys at level nine if you didn't already level yourselves up then uh, I, I did I'm pretty sure I did Oh, I didn't figure out what third level spells I want. Okay. I can now raise dead. Ooh, by the yeah. way. Oh, I can die more. Guess how many hit points yeah. I have at level nine. 69. Nice. Nice. Yes. Nice. I'm at level eight. So I'm no longer nice. I pass, pass it on. Passed <laughs> on the nice. nice. I get brutal critical. Brutal. That was a nice mug. Thank you for uh, for the gift, Robin. This was very nice. Oh, you're welcome. It's it is, pretty. It's very large That's and in very charge. Nice. Pretty. But yeah, I found out uh, when I was making coffee for game that it does not fit under the coffee maker precisely unless you <laughs> no. hold it. So if you heard me swear when I was coming back from the bathroom, that's because there was coffee everywhere. Oh no! Because I just went <laughs> oh, no. boop and then like went off to the bathroom boop. before game. So. Um, so, folks, we're going to be starting in just a second. Uh, we're running a few minutes late tonight, and tonight's game is a little more hyper-focused to get things done. Uh, but it will be good to go. But without further ado, I'm going to pass this along and uh, have the cast introduce themselves. Uh, starting with... I'm going to start with Kat tonight. Hey, Kat, what up? Hey, everybody. My name's Katrina, and tonight I am playing our lovely, lovely little halfling artificer arterialist, Veritrix Soulstar. And read as crazy, um, mildly sociopathic. Um, and her <laughs> and her genuinely nice little companion are her flying mechanical rabbit Crux. Crux has no emotions, so technically that makes him a sociopath too, doesn't it? It's true, but he at least. But he's he's polite. He's polite and. He'll try and go sit on people's heads to be cute, but he'll forget that he's made out of metal and actually weighs a lot and give people headaches. 
Are I you feel... sure it's unintentional? Yeah. yeah. It might be intentional. I feel I think like I could take is... it. It, it. He is a bunny. This is ro and robot. Bunnies are assholes. Robot bunny apologist. You wouldn't. You wouldn't know. Yeah, I'll just say. I, I wouldn't know. It's not like I have to wash all my bedding because my bunny is an asshole. Oh. <laughs> all right. Speaking of assholes, let's talk about Talfrin. Wow, what an asshole. Okay, um, Caitlin's nice. <laughs> Thanks, I'm Some, Caitlin. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, oh, I use uh, she, her pronouns. And uh, tonight I'll be playing the asshole, Talfrin Pridery. <laughs> also the human barbarian of wild magic. <laughs> nice. He is uh, significantly lighter this episode than last episode, so we'll see uh, how that goes for him. He's lighter? Yeah. I'd say like a uh, seventh of his body weight lighter. We'll find out. Anyway, we'll find, we'll find out. out. We'll find out. That Figure might change. You never know. That might change. That might change in the next five minutes. Uh, let's pass this on to Amy. Hello. I am Amy. I use she, her, they, them pronouns, and I am playing Lidin and Merev, our uh, ASMR cleric of the grave, who... Spoop. Yeah, she's fine. Everything's fine. I'm sure. All right, let's pass it down to your polar opposite, our tiefling, uh, Robin, who is playing a tiefling, strangely. What? Shh, you're not supposed to tell the audience I'm actually a tiefling. Shh, don't, don't be ashamed of who you are. Okay. No, oh, it's my secret. All it's right. my secret. Um, hello, everyone. I am Robin. Uh, I use she, her, or they, them pronouns. I may or may not be a tiefling. You cannot confirm or deny this. Um, <laughs> anyways, um... You just Boy, gotta try to light you on fire and see if you have resistance. Really, I think that's. You know. You could be a genasi you know, though. You never know. Fire, Robin. Fire, Robin. Wee. <laughs> Ghost to put on wiki. <laughs> um, but yes, I am playing our uh, tiefling question mark um, blood hunter order of the mutant uh, Ivy, I AKA iteration six, um, who. Who got to kill her dad, which was fucking great. I remember that. That was amazing. Um, so that was fun. She worked out some issues. Uh, now she's going to go back and maybe kill him again. So that'll be like double double therapy I think she's going to get. And she, she still has some mommy issues. But, you know, it's fine. She has wings. It's okay. Everything's fine. And she also has the plague. But it's fine. Everything's fine. I'm not scared for my poor baby at all. You shouldn't be. Also, where's Dirk? Where's Dirk? Where, where he needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, finally. Hello, Christine. Hello, I'm Christine. I use she, her pronouns. And tonight I am playing our ever so lovely and sweet, just human wizard, uh, Claudette Belmont. Nice. All right. It is going to be good to get back into game. Uh, <laughs> and I'll just readjust that. Boom. All right. We are good to go. Anybody have anything they need to discuss before we uh, start in? Anybody have any announcements? Anything like that? I asked to give oh, I, me a second. I forgot to mention, uh, I use she, her pronouns. Actually, yes, that is something that is new since the last time any of you uh, may have watched Rain of Amory's, uh, because I had to go change your name tonight, because uh, you're now listed as cat, because uh, congratulations on your egg hatching. Right. Full trans baby. Ha, little trans baby. I'm the VFC's little trans baby. <laughs> I'm the only I'm the only open trans person in VFC history. As far as far as we know, right? Well, someone's got to start it. I mean, it's not like they kept keep a history. Yeah. 
I will neither confirm nor deny that as the local historian. Um, I will say that I sure did publish an article the other night from from vacation. Well, trapped vacation that was uh, definitely some of the shakiest history I've ever been able to research. <laughs> but hey. Uh, all right. Uh, so, folks, we are going to be started in just a second. Um, I want to thank you again for those of you who came out and supported us during Extra Life and who have joined us through the majority of the Reign of Emery so far. If you haven't, you're just starting new and you're, you're like, oh, yeah, I started following you guys and I thought this, this would be cool to watch. It is. Good to have you. Go back and watch the other episodes uh, because this is going to make absolutely no, no sense. I guarantee it. In fact, uh, I... Uh, I am going to make sure that it doesn't because I have to do some weird, weird things to make this game uh, nice. So uh, for those of you who did not catch last time, you probably should go check it out. But for those of you who had got it and caught it live, um, the characters were in the future. They had traveled there through uh, the white door of, of Lys uh, looking for... Um, basically what was going on uh traveled to the capital where they uncovered a uh, a bit of a a bit of a trouble uh in that um uh, the entire world was dying and uh the characters uh, refresh me refresh me because uh i'm sure you all know what, what was going on any of you want to jump in about the plague destroying the entire everything yeah. The apocalypse that we now have to fix. Apocalypse yeah. now fix? <laughs> that we kind of... It's not a quick fix for apocalypses, is there? It's... We went back... According to us, it's a quick fix. ...door again. Hmm. But we don't know what's going to happen once we go through that door. Or have yeah. gone through that door. It was very tense. A lot of stuff happened. Okay. We fought a minor god. It's fine. We did it's fight fine. a minor god. Wait, the wasn't walls are made of flesh. Also, Ivy's mother? I... Yeah. It's bit. fine. Everything's well, fine. Neither confirm nor deny. Let's give Talfer yeah. a hand. Just to go back ten days? Ten days? Right. Ten days. Well, we don't know where we're going up. Four days? Four days? Four days. Oh, cool. Cool. Uh, oh, okay. Well, How many well, days back okay. was it? Hmm. A little bit less time than I thought. Yeah, I knew it wasn't very long. Well, it, it, we went, probably well, we we went forward ten days, and then we've been there days. for at least a couple days, I think, in the future. Mm -hmm. I think maybe we we've only been rest. there for one day. We had one long rest, I think. It was a... Yeah, you had two we, long rests, I think. I think oh, it was, did we? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think we had a long rest initially, and then another long rest. So then we've had two long rests. Mm-hmm. So even more than ten days was I got there. I'm like a double ASMR now. I don't know if that's gonna stay. We'll see. I oh, I know. We'll see. Extra as an ASMR, really. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, the characters went and confronted a, uh, a being of great power. Uh, survived the encounter by running away, which is the correct option, in my opinion, uh, and um, managed to reach an artifact known as the Black Door that sent them somewhere. The game ended with uh, the characters uh, leaping into the void and uh, appearing at the other side, which uh, I think, well, not appearing at the other side, but, you know, jumping into the void at least, uh, which is where we are going to pick things up in a bit. For... In the dark places of the universe... 
there are those beings that stand apart. Some interfere, some change the very fabric of reality, and some merely watch, merely observe and judge. The god known as Lys is one such being. And as the blind god turns the pages of their ever-written, ever-writing, ever-unwritten book, and observes the course of history across the world known as Elos, they see what happened in the days ahead. And as they feel the words rise up into their consciousness, as the world itself yawns and stretches, tears and groans under the weight of its own mortality, they watch the battle met. They watch the exchange of blows, the cacophonous rage of one barbarian, the death of a creature, a carbuncle. They watch the interference of other beings beyond the scope of such, of such narration. And as they watch, and as they absorb this information, they feel something strange happen. Caitlin, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to roll me. Uh, so Talfrin just took a merit, pardon me, a, a feat last game. And uh, yes. I need you to roll on that. Oh, okay. Because what happened to you at the end of the game Is drew a... blood. So oh, we'll... absolutely. Yeah, and I'm gonna let you roll twice. Okay. And uh, let me just pull up my reference sheet, and I'll see what that does. Yeah. Is that a D8? I believe it was a D20. Okay. I can do that. So roll me, roll me two D20s, tell me what you get. Got it. Uh, I got 16, and I got 10. Neither of these make any sense. I love it when that happens. Do you want me to do it again? No, it's okay. 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 Alright. As the words spiral around Lise, any onlookers who were there would be able to see the swirling the swirling geometric symbols floating in and out of the blind god's consciousness. Like small cartoon birds floating to and fro in the air, ghostly, incorporeal, spectral mist. The god frowns, and as she does, as he does, as they do, a soft, gasp of surprise trembles over those eternal lips for as they read the tome the words shift 
and change. What occurred in that last fight was different than expected, was different than was written. It was It was a battle met. The creature in the body of Lucia Maravic transformed as the being created from her own blood, Ivy, stabbed her through. Her body swelled and expanded into a creature so large that it filled the chamber. The relics that had not been abandoned, crushed against the wall of writhing, moaning flesh. Hundreds of screaming faces pulsating from the Icarus carapace that lined its supple, moist flesh. And yet, that was not all. For as Claudette and Leiden ran, they reached the black door and cleverly were able to open it using a simple knock spell. Looking back, they leapt through as an opportunity presented itself. One of their companions that had joined them, a young, well, and a strange mercurial priest of the trickster god Jalos. threw a shield between them and the rest of the fry. A momentary confrontation between the dark, rolling mass of flesh that was the Dark Star, Black Star. Although most of you weren't there to hear it. The ones who did and uh, let's see, I think that that would have been... Fairy would not be paying attention. I'm going to put that out there. Uh, okay, and Talifern was raging. Cool. Ivy, as you ran toward the door, you would have heard the exchange briefly between the two the creature and the cleric. The creature, with its many voices, screamed out, I thought you weren't going to interfere. I thought it was against your code. At which point, the cleric smiled, and as you took a glance back, you would have seen the smile begin to tear the fabric of the flesh at the corners of his lips, as if a chasm was opening in the space where his face presently resided. A cruel upward smirk that arced toward his, toward his eyes like a bolt of lightning. You already took one. My brothers would never let me live it down if I let you take another. Besides, I kind of like this planet. The battle was cacophonous. As the cleric danced with the with the elder being, uh, Veratrix Olstar hammered it from behind with all that she had. Uh, her mech 
pumping energy cell after energy cell of lightning into it before she realized that there was no ground to be gained and even a pyrrhic charge like that was absolutely not worth it. As Ivy leapt toward the door, Vary had the right idea and launched herself through the air using the ejector seat, her tiny body hurling into the blackness. Until there were only two left. Yitri. The carbuncle. And Talfrin. Talfrin, you remember a pain in your hand, and you will until the day you die. The feeling of blood welling down an angry stump. Phantom pain as something swallowed a part of you that you'll never get back. Knowing that you will feel it being digested and gnawed on every night in your dreams. But that's not what happened. What happened was you felt the tendrils rise up and throw you, hurling you back against the, the rear wall. The bricks cracked your skull, cracked, until you, your brains felt like a runny egg. But you're tougher than that. And as your last friend leapt through, did you see any choice but to do so as well? No. This is one battle that he was alright to give up and follow for the greater the greater battle ahead. For the hand that you remember being bitten off. The last thing you remember as you leap through is Yitri, the carbuncle, leaping behind you. And just as it was about to make it through next to you, those tendrils wrapped around its midsection, squeezing it. You reached out to grab and pull, but only found purchase around the gem in its forehead. The last thing you remember before the blood was everywhere was... Tal? And then the darkness took you. Uh, please add Carbuncle Garnet to your inventory. For that is the only thing that survived. So there you go. That feat got you a director's cut intro, because I like that better. Also, we were in a little bit of a hurry last time. Because one of our players got sick. So, And with that, you tumbled into the darkness. And at the edge of time and space, as Lise flipped through the books, flipped through the words, they smiled. Perhaps all is not written. <laughs> oh well. Let's hope. You fall. There is no telling how long or how deep the darkness is in which you plummet. Space and time only functions within context. And you find yourself suddenly bereft of such luxuries. 
You cannot see each other or yourselves. You cannot hear your screams. You cannot feel anything except for the weight of endless seconds and of a disjointed, weightless gravity. Like the moment before you fall asleep where you swear that you're flying. While at the same time your stomach dips out through the base of your spine. You fall and fall into the black. But as well, this is not where our story begins. For it actually began some time ago. Actually, several years ago. In the capital. Uh, Miss Claudette! A knock on the door of your hotel. One of the guards. You are in the hotel. There with your family. One of the the regal. Regal. Just most amazing hotels in all of Emery's. With its wide, ornate, golden hallways. Its plush carpets made of... All manner of fabric pulled from other realms. Some willingly, some by purchase. Others by um, less scrupulous means. You, um... You're there for, uh... For a special reason. You are attending a ball. You're home from the academy for the week. It's over the holiday breaks. And you've been fortunate enough to gain an invitation to a masked ball. All of the nobility is. And you were able to bring a friend as well. Your good friend Leiden is there with you. Your hand. Hmm. What do you do? Um, I guess I'll answer the door. There are three soldiers outside, all dressed in full garb, only their chins uh, visible beneath their helmets and visors. Their outfit, uh, their outfits are all some of the imperial, uh, imperial best. Very uh, bright, um, bright blue velvet brocades, uh, sashes denoting that they are imperial royal guard. Each one of them handsome in one way or another and uh, there are three of them as I said there uh, one of them is um, well why don't we just do this uh, out of the three of you who are not in this scene would you like to play two of these soldiers sure sure okay sure <laughs> describe who they are Describe what they look like. So they're dressed in these these blue, uh, broad, uh, double-breasted um, military uniforms, uh, long sashes, um, helmets that are very almost hawk-like in their in their construction. Are they men or women, or and what races? Probably human, I would imagine. Jeff oh. is a is a human. 
Jeff? <laughs> yep, Jeff. Jeff, okay. Jeff. Jeff. J G E O U F F E. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. So so his oh, name sorry. is J Jeff. 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 Oh, Jeff. It's... Oh, it's a Masolian name. I understand yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that all makes sense now. <laughs> Jeff is human. He has curly red hair. That's sticking uh, out from the bottom of the helmet? Yeah, yeah. You can see it's just like a puff. Um, you know, picture like... This is the best NPC already. Thank you, <laughs> J Jeff. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, he is... He is uh, 5'8". He's not super, super uh, tall, but he is. He is jacked. He goes to the... He does not skip any day at the gym. So he looks like um, modern day Carrot Top. Got ya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's just like... He's quiet. So he's very just standing there being very, very quiet. But like, he looks like he could fuck you up kind of, kind of guy. <laughs> I mean, Jeff absolutely could. I, I, yeah. I would not mess with Jeff. Okay. Uh, and Caitlin, who is your person? So by contrast, uh, probably Barton is Barton. a tall, lanky, seems really quite uh, quite young to be a guard. Kind of, you know, has a, hunches over a little bit. Doesn't look too sure of what he's doing, but he's doing his, he's doing his damn best. And you can tell. He's just really... He's stoked to be there and stoked to be doing his job, but he's just a little bit unsure all the time, and he can't shake it. That's fair. He's he's doing very well though. Like I, he should be prouder of himself than I think he gives himself credit for. I just, I just probably yeah, yeah. He's got low self esteem, but you can tell it shines through. Nice. Uh, and there's a third man there as well. He's just around six foot tall, uh, rather lithe, kind of. Um, uh, in his early 20s, growing into his muscle. Um, not much is visible aside from that he has dark hair and uh, fairly bright eyes um, that are f that are uh, visible through the front of his visor. Um, and with his white glove, he is the one that knocked on the door. <clears throat> Miss Belmont? She was kind of Yes. Your um. As you uh, are you opening the door when you say that? Yes. Okay. Uh, as... She'll just kind of like lean her upper body out of it. Okay. Mm -hmm. As you open the door and look out, there is a, a, a momentary pause as uh, the two of you um, make eye contact for a moment. <clears throat> um, your. Your guard duty has arrived. If there's anything that we can do, um, to do you have any luggage to carry or anything else? I don't believe so. How would you be Later. dressed for this? <laughs> so how are you in Leiden dressed? Yeah. Uh, do we have anything that needs to be carried? I don't think so. <laughs> um, Leiden's dressed to go wherever, like, 
Because we're going of... to a ball, right? So mm -hmm. she's probably in a less... Whatever Claudette's wearing, slightly more understated and simple. All and right. Probably in pale colors, maybe like um, like blues and whites. Okay. And uh, what kind of mask are you wearing? Mm. It's just a big beefy skull. I think Leiden's mask actually has like, I think it's very simple, but it has hints of fed, like wispy feathers, like around, just like on printed on it. Like it's not actual feathers, but it's got detailing that makes it look like his wings kind of okay. very, very subtle. Um, She's basically trying to look elegant and like will support the noble family but without being over the without being like that that middle ground that little middle ground of being elegant and but understated okay and christine what is yours looking like uh so just mask or the mask outfit okay uh well because I, I went and looked up ball gowns real quick to try and decide what okay. I can't. Wear. I can't open images while we're streaming, so I can't yeah. see what you're saying. Um, well, I popped it in so other people could look at it if they wanted okay. to. But uh, I found one that. So I'm thinking this is what Claudette is wearing. So it's kind of like it's a bit straight across the front, nips in at the waist, and then flows out in layers of it looks like tulle, sort of pale sky blue sort of color with some balloony kind of sheer sleeves that come from below the shoulder down to just above the wrists or kind of below the elbow. And it's got silver foil detailing on it. I'm just that it's quite pretty and very sweet. Um, so I think light and relatively simple. I have a feeling like in Emery's that a lot of the more formal outfits probably have a lot of brocade and a lot of gilt and over-the-top fanciness. Mm -hmm. um, nice. And then Otherwise, I think I think she'd wear a mask with like some butterfly details or something. That feel feels like it fits. Okay, sounds good. Um, if I may, the soldier in front of you uh, offers you the corner of his arm. As for imperial imperial guard transport, this is traditional. Uh, why? Thank you. Which means that it's between Jeff and Barton to offer an arm similarly to Leiden. Who takes the honor? Uh, Ma'ams. Uh, Barton will try to go for it. If you've got any luggage, I can uh, haul oh. it on my back. Uh, oh, I was just gonna... Oh, okay. And That's what I'm here for, miss. Small bag. Like, has almost nothing in it. It's probably a bag of holding, I assume. Hold <laughs> oh, a tiny little bag. Well, I was expecting it to be a bit lot heavier, but, you know, this will work, miss. Uh, but it's it's an honor he tips his um, helmet. Uh, thanks. Sorry, what what, what were your, na your names? Oh, but Barton. Barton, miss. Barton? Uh, Jeff. And, and Jeff. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a pleasure. I'm Leiden. Um... Uh, she will tentatively grab uh, Barton's 
offered hand. Uh, have you been with one of these before? I have, miss. Okay. They're lovely. You'll love it. Mm. Okay. Before long, you are riding through the center of town in a beautiful, ornate carriage. The rain from the previous night has left deep puddles along the main thoroughfare. And as you move even through the richer areas of the capital, you can see that, well, it's not always the most glamorous here. There are people, uh, those of um, lesser means, lesser determination, sticking to the shadows, watching with wide eyes. As the carriage rocks back and forth, uh, Claudette, your suit, uh, pardon me, not suitor, uh, your, um, that's the word I'm thinking of, guard, your, uh, Escort. 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 Thank you. Guard? Thank you. Sorry, my brain's not working tonight for, for words, which is unfortunate because it's my job. Um, your escort uh, smiles. I should have introduced myself earlier. Uh, uh, since we're doing that, um, uh, Lieutenant Cass, it's a pleasure. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you as well, Miss Belmont. Um, we'll be going in through um, through the western gate. And uh, as you can see, it's um, not necessarily the... Well, the southern approach is not as safe as it used to be. And can I get both of you to make me an insight check? As you're looking around. Sure. Uh, 19. 19. Fantastic. That's a 12? Okay. I'm very glad that I have proficiency in that. So that's 12. All right. Uh, as you are moving through the area, you're going to hear the sound of ringing bells and angry people in the distance what appears actually at first to not be anger but just to be perhaps they're caught up with celebration this is of course the empress's birthday but no the mob is on the edge of the main grounds being held back by the military Overhead, you can see Imperial ships monitoring, large spotlights sweeping across the city. It almost looks like a gala event. As you rush over a puddle, water will spray into the crowd, and some passers-by, including one small halfling there on a vacation, uh, finds herself soaked to the bone by the passing carriage. Very, do you say anything as you are soaked by the water there? You just came here for a party and you ended up in the wrong side of town because you bought the wrong map. <sighs> Fucking nobles. 
Wow, we've never had to actually be them. Oh, well, and she's gonna pull out her map of where she is, which I, and I imagine that it's just going to crumble because it's soaked. Basically, basically. She's just gonna throw it on the ground, turn around, and start walking away. Uh, as you turn, you are going to come uh, face to belly button, basically, uh, with a tall, well, basically, you're going to turn and go boom and just kind of bounce back as you hit this, like, rock-hard wall of abs. Uh, and kind of dressed in what is a very skimpy outfit. Uh, overall, a midriff completely showing, um, but kind of wrapped in what can only be considered like an anime-style hood. You know what I'm talking about? Like the hood wrap? Um, you are going to see and, and smell at this range what can only be um, a very, very fit woman who smells slightly of charcoal. Watch where you're going. Sorry. <sighs> can I make a... Oh, it, sorry. You, you can make me a perception roll, yeah. I was going to ask, can I get a perception roll? Absolutely. Look at us. Great minds think alike. That's not too bad. How do I add to that? I'm going to do a disguise check. Um, that's going to be a 19. A 19. Uh, what you're going to see is that there is a... Um, what can only be described as a tiefling standing in front of you, blending in with the crowd. Um, she's tall. Her hair is very, very pale. And um, instead of the traditional two horns, you only see one horn jutting up where another one has been sheared away. You should watch where you're going, half pint. Well, maybe next time. <laughs> she tilts her head to the side like, she tilts her head to the side like a dog that's heard a whistle I like your horn she's gonna rush past <sighs> she pivots and moves into the crowd after casting kind of a, a what the hell kind of look at your back as you kind of just vanish kind of like into a sea of people right and uh before long, a few quick jumps and she scales the side of a nearby building. Can I keep an eye open for her? Uh, you you may try, yeah. Uh, what I want I, you to do is make like me... To, give me I'm a perception roll with disadvantage. doing? Because she seems awfully sus. Uh, uh, perception with disadvantage? Disadvantage. There's so many people here, it's going to be hard. Like, you're milling around, like, hundreds of people who are at the edge of the uh, of the palace grounds. Well, um, that's going to be a... 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 22? Yeah, because well, my, my, my better one was an at 20. Nice. So you're going to get a... You're going to be able to see a general idea of where she's headed and kind of be able to kind of, like, keep an eye... Are you following... Yeah, I'm really curious. Okay. Uh, you're going to be able to follow uh, to the edge of an alleyway nearby to one of the Grand Cathedrals to um, 
to the orphan uh, that overlooks the main palace grounds. And um, alongside of that is some type of government building, you know, the type columns, all sorts of like scroll work dangling from the side. Um, very old school Emrazian architecture. Uh, and as you round the corner and, and look for her, you're going to see her take um, take the wall. Uh, now, mind you, the, the roofs of these buildings are about 150 feet up. Uh, and you're going to watch her just kind of boundly scale up the side of the building. And... Uh, as she finishes Batmaning herself up, uh, you will see her round the corner of a roof. And just one moment, uh, Robin, can you do me a favor and roll me a perception? Yeah, I was gonna ask if I was there. She's watching to make sure <laughs> if her lovely sister is getting followed. Uh, perception, perception. Uh, you just got percepted. <laughs> no, that's a seven, Ivy. That's a seven. Add a, add a girl. There we go. Rolling Perfect. the dice well tonight. Ivy, as you mm -hmm. overlook the festivities, down beneath you, you can see a throng of people. Hundreds of them. Hungry, starved, angry. They want the wars to end. They want some food in their bellies. Most of them are halflings. Many of them are humans. Others are some of the other races that exist on the periphery. But that's not why you're here. It's not to observe and to get a sense of things or to see the gowns of the assembled nobles, the finery as they step out of their carriages and eat tapas and drink wine on the balconies nearby. Although, there's something somewhat mystifying about it. The elegance, the, the spectacle. What do you like the most? Hmm. I think Ivy likes... The dresses. I think she likes, and she's from what little books she's read, I think she likes seeing the outfits that people have. Because she probably only has the one that she wears, basically, and so she's probably, like, a little bit, like, hmm, it's a waste of resources, but they are pretty. Aren't they, though? You hear over your shoulder as the tip of a knife pricks you in the hip. You're supposed to be keeping watch, sister, V says to you. I'm sorry, V. Looking for the pretty, pretty dresses. Well, did your scouting yield anything? Nothing of note. Heard rumor. that one of the escaped slaves was going to be down there, but I don't smell any brands. Hmm. Well, we could always have to get a little closer. The night's still young, sister. Yes, it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> That's for sure. She holds up her, her long curved dagger and swings it around her finger a few times, like the way that some scribes would do with a pen or a quill. 
Lucy's hungry. I don't want to feed her soon. Can I try and make a swipe for her dagger? Yes, you may. Make me a sleight of hand. Sweet. Okay, dice. I'm not rolling you because you were rolled a six. All right, let's let's try you. Let's see if you like me tonight. That's much better. That's going to be a dirty twenty. Okay. All right. Uh, so you are going to be able to slap the blade. Are you just trying to knock it out of her hand? Yeah. Cool. Uh, can I? What is Very doing? Is she trying to climb up too? <laughs> no, she's not that conspicuous. Is she? Is she trying to ride her rabbit up? Um. No, but she probably would. Oh no, because he can't actually communicate. Um. No, she's just trying to see if she can get a, a vantage point to see what's happening. Okay, uh, as you were trying to spy at the rooftop, uh, one moment, please. Yep. Okay, you're gonna hear. You're gonna look up and hear as uh, a fucking dagger the size of your arm flies down and embeds itself in the wall half an inch from your eyeball. Like. <laughs> Make me a strength roll. Make me a strength check. I need to see if you can actually pull it out. This thing's got momentum behind it. I rolled a nat 20 to see how close it got to fairy. <laughs> when you kill when you kill a fairy in the prequel. Pime paradox. <laughs> and, and you have to figure out how she's actually alive in game. I don't have to. I just say she is. That's fair. Um, that's going to be a, a 16. A 16? Okay, you can... Yeah. <laughs> You'll eventually pull it out of the old, old woodwork along the side of the building. And how nice is this dagger? Let's find out. Uh, it is, it is uh, very sturdy. I can say that. Uh, very nicked uh, and lovingly sharpened. <laughs> That's really nice. Hey, the halfling's got a knife! You hear from one of the local guards pointing down the hall, or apartment down the alleyway at you. Hey, you! Get back here! I mean, it did just come down from the, from the sky. <laughs> Have you checked the rooftops? Can I get a persuasion roll? Yes. Uh, with disadvantage, because there's a riot happening. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, there is. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> Ah, that went down my skirt. Natural 10. Uh, well, neither of them were natural 1s or 10s. Hmm. Um, natural 10's not a thing, but hey. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, technically it is, but it just doesn't mean anything. That's true. Uh, you're right. Um, that's going to be a 14 on disadvantage. A 14? Um, you are going to have, an, like, he'll glance up, which is going to give you enough opportunity to run. Basically. Okay, cool. Uh, with that, you are going to run off into the night. Uh, and we are going to cut back to uh, the gates open into the palace grounds and the carriage rolls inside. Uh, what are... Uh, what's Barton talking about as uh, as the gate closes behind? Ho-ho. Uh, trying to make kind of awkward chit-chat uh, with nice. Leiden. Um, kind of just... So what do you uh, do generally uh, when you have some uh, spare time? I 
Well, I go and socialize, I suppose. I, I mean, I spend a lot of time in the orphan temples. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, cleric training. Um, so I, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time around dead things. He's going to look a little bit uncomfortable at that and just kind of just, I see. Very interesting. Uh, But but, but not today. I, I haven't, these are clean clothes. Um, oh, do you kill these things yourself? Do I, do I what? They're clean clothes. Do you, uh, sorry, I, I've I've, I've overstepped. The carriage rocks. As something collides with its wheel, Um, knocking it off He's going to try to, he's going to try to keep Leiden stable. Go ahead and make me, uh, make me a... You're forward. Make me a, uh, a dex check. Or a strength check. Uh, okay. Uh, oops. So his bonus is plus four. Uh, 14. 14? Okay. So <laughs> how do you stabilize Leiden? Um, you probably just, just the first thing you think of is hey. probably just, um, probably more of like a hand around just up here. As, as up here as he can manage as it's rocking. But just are kind of like. next to each other then? So you're like, so. kind of like. Oh, or, yeah. or are we sitting across from each other? Up to you. Hmm. Next to each other is fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if we're sitting next to each other, then yeah, you just put a put a an arm across like this. Are you all right? I'm fine, thank you. Good. Uh, for your quick thinking and reaction. Thank you, ma'am. I do my best. Uh, anyway, where were we? Um, we were talking about. What I... smirking at you from across the carriage. And while this is happening, Leiden is keeps side-eyeing and like looking at Claudette <laughs> and being like looking back at Barton and then over at Claudette and kind of being like, help me. <laughs> the lieutenant leans over his shoulder and like speaks through a little vent to the driver. It looks like we've blown a wheel. Um, We'll have to walk you the rest of the way if that's all right. Of course. Yes. You get tired, I'm sure. I'm sure we can manage. The door will open, and um, uh, Lieutenant Cass will step out and offer a hand back to Claudette. Uh, She will take it and let him help her out. Aiden is looking at this and watching this very carefully. Oh, he'll help you down to the ground if if you wish. All right. Um, Claudette will also turn and speak to the driver for a moment. All right. Uh, the driver Thank is them for the a, ride, uh, but ask them mm. to be careful to not splash others. For as much as she enjoys having a ride herself, she does not want to inconvenience. <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Of course, ma'am. Tuck. Hand him a tip. Oh, it's not necessary. It's a very delicate little like bag. She probably has a few in her 
in her pockets. Mm. That's one thing a ball gown's good for. Pockets. You're making that canon in Emery's, huh? In Emery's, ball gowns have pockets? Oh, I mean, except for modern ball gowns, they did. Hmm, fair. They had massive pockets. With that... Pockets of holding. You find yourselves across the vast palatial estate. Your your guards will escort you across, and as they do, you'll have to make your way across ooh, about about ten acres worth of old stonework. This is the side where all of the major ceremonies occur. The palace um, is just on the other side. And of course here is where the stone of Araya is. An ancient monolith from the founding of Emrys. It has a um, it has a structure built over it to keep away the rain. An old columned uh, open air structure, similar to say the um, uh, the um, the Parthenon. I think is what I'm thinking of. Um, but you've never actually been inside. It's you've seen it at a distance. It is a tremendously important relic. In fact, it is there on at the base of the Stone of Araya that all Amrisian rulers are sworn in. They pledge their oath to it. And we're going to pass very near it? Or? Very near it. In fact, uh, you would have passed right in front of it, but now you are walking directly past it. It is about 15 feet away. At least the, the base of it is. Claudette's going to take a moment and swerve over to look at it. <clears throat> she's surprisingly strong when she's interested in a piece of history. Uh, and she very handily directs her guard over to it. The lieutenant will glance over at uh, at Barton and uh, and Jeff, and with a simple nod, uh, they will know to just keep walking with Leiden. He's gonna look back and just be like, Claudette pulls a tiny notebook out of her pocket. That's less exciting. <laughs> the monolith itself appears to be made of blue, of blue gemstone. It glows from within. It's it's like the tip of a spear, jutting out of the ground nearly 50 feet tall. On either side, it is flanked as if it were a trident with the tips reaching up in a diamond formation. And at the center, a glowing sigil. Now, the gemstone itself, in places, appears like broken glass. You can see all manner of ghostly lines lacing through its crystalline structure. And uh, as you approach, can you do me a favor? Mm -hmm. Can you make me a charisma check? Okay. Okay. Uh, and you may roll this with advantage. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I didn't confirm that nat 20, but... Uh, that's fine. A second. But, uh, so that's 22. Uh, 22? 
as you approach, there will be a soft humming from the stone. And what appears to be these 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 hundreds of marble-like cracks running through its gemstone exterior uh, will begin to glow and move. And it's at that point that I need you to make me an arcana roll. Okay. You could also make me a history roll. Either one. Uh... 21. Okay. Let me think. One sec. Yeah, 21. Um, let's do Arcana. It would be the same for either. Okay. All right. So as you were looking at it, you're seeing that all of these swirling cracks are actually, they're lines of text. Pieces of Emerisian history. Names. Dates, oaths. They swirl through this like you or I today would see computer computer code move through a digital landscape. She's very enthralled by this. My lady, are you certain that we should be in here? Sorry? Are you certain that we should be in here? Your lieutenant says. Is it off limits? I've never seen it up close. Only from a distance. Generally, you're only allowed in here with a member of the royal family. Oh. Just pause a quick peek, won't hurt. We'll leave quickly. I won't yes, touch anything. Yes, my lady. I suppose, after all, if, depending on circumstances, you might be in that family someday. truly thought of that <laughs> it's not my place to say oh no no but are you it's not um, the same Claudette Belmont I mean I believe I'm the only Claudette Belmont but I can't be certain I haven't done a survey of the country I doubt there are very many but I suppose a, a quick a quick peek wouldn't hurt besides how are they going to tell that it's you you're wearing a mask it, it's just so, so, um, concealing, right? So what do you do? Uh, she is going to look at it very curiously and just have a look and try and, like, write a couple notes of what she sees. Maybe a quick, very quick sketch. Mm -hmm. If she's not technically supposed to be there, then she'll try and make it quick, but it's a fascinating magical artifact. <laughs> Yes, and you can see where the uh, where the coronation is. The there's actually a bit of a place in the stonework there where it has been worn away just a little bit by knees. Um, but yeah, I think she'll give off the the attitude that this is far more interesting than a ball. <laughs> It's it's funny. A lot of people, I think, my lady, would see this as a uh, rather boring artifact. 
You take great joy in this. But it's so fascinating. It has history written right into it. All this record. I mean, even the floor. If you look at it, you can see where countless emperors and empresses have knelt to take their vow. They've changed the very structure of the floor. Stone itself, worn away by constant use. <laughs> I suppose Besides so. Besides the magic. It is very <laughs> magical. I've been on guard duty outside of this before. I don't think I ever quite saw it like that. Thank you. Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> How cold is it right now? Right now it is uh, is brisk. It is an autumn evening. I'm not sure if they actually grabbed cloaks or not. <laughs> Claudette might not have been paying attention, so she's in a Basically sleeveless, backless dress. <laughs> are you are you quite all right? It's it's a little chilly, but that's all right. Uh, well, fortunately, um, and uh, one of the, of course the the bits of the uniform is a um, is a blue crushed velvet half coat. Well, half half cape. Uh, may I? It is my duty and service. And you will find it quickly draped over your shoulders. Um, carrying a bit of the uh, the warmth of his body with it onto you. She'll kind of pull it a little closer around and then go back to sketching real quick. <sighs> All right, I suppose we should continue. Of course. My mother would be ever so disappointed if I did not show up properly. Well, we shall not disappoint her then. Good, if you have never met my mother, you did, it is not something you want to do. <laughs> and with that, you make it into the ball and have a rather lovely time. It's a good event. I'd like you and Leiden to both do me a favor and make me a performance roll to see how well you can dance. Okay. Performance, you say? Yes. Excellent. This is actually one of my good things. Oh, no. That's a nine. Okay. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. You dance divinely. You dance so wonderfully... Um, that you even put Leiden, who's normally just the most performative, uh, like, just, just the most lovely voice and presentation, you, you managed to put her to shame. Some of your blade singing basically rubbed off on this. Your motions are deft and, and well, I mean, powerful. I probably had dance lessons since I could walk as well. It's true. Uh, you, in fact, cut quite a striking rug with your cousin, Akario Marevek, who was there, of course, dressed in his... Uh, in his 
uh, red doublets. She's deploying the full proper distance needed for this dance. You're a little far away, aren't you, cousin? Oh, well, this is the way Mother taught me, so... <laughs> oh, your mother's such a you divine... You disappoint my mom. Would uh, you? No, probably not. I'm sure she's watching. And the dance ends. Applause scatters around. And then, can I get an insight roll from you, please? Nineteen. Nineteen. As you are glancing around, you are going to get a sense that the sudden hush in the room has fallen directly around you. Hmm. The crowd parts, forming into more of a like a light bulb shaped corridor with you at the center of the circle. And slowly... A man dressed in um, in a white doublet with um, accents of blue and uh, a flowing half cape of gold uh, will approach, dressed in a mask that is... It looks like it's made of flowing clouds and mist. It actually kind of undulates in place. He approaches, and there's something kind of familiar about his gait and jawline beneath the mask. May I have this dance, Miss Belmont? I'd be, uh... Christine is going blank-minded for a moment. <laughs> Honored. <laughs> There's the word. Despite the mask, there is, uh... Actually, pardon, pardon me, let me, uh, take a step back there. Uh, he would just simply have asked, may I have this dance? For you're not supposed to use names of these things. That was my bad, everyone. I'd be honored. Uh, however, as you as you dance with him, there is no... Um, there is no deceiving you with that insight roll. This is Ad Siegel, Cassian, Amon, the crown prince. And you dance very well. But I'd like to see you again. Give me another performance roll. Okay. Jesus Christ, Cass. <laughs> I got a nat 20. No shit, really? Yeah. Did you? Me too. <laughs> My Gain a point of inspiration me. if you don't already have one. Yes! Is, is this literally Kitten Cinderella in... Yeah, this is literally like... Cin She's like literally wearing pale blue. <laughs> this is literally like like Disney traced their dance. <laughs> okay? Just like overlaid it. Rotoscoped it. Uh, you have a fantastic dance and actually will dance for quite a few numbers uh, before getting kind of lost in the crowd. And, um, and as the crowd finally uh, gets over this the, the moment and the the awe and spectacle of your dance you can't say that there was no connection there there's just something like a little bit of a spark there with two nat 20s there's gonna be a spark all right well, um and as nice. part of the final the final dance um he pulls you close pressing uh yourselves together at the collarbones um your cheeks next to each other 
She goes a little wide-eyed behind the mask. Thank you for the dance. It's been most eye-opening. Thank you. He smiles and winks. Perhaps I'll see you again. Maybe somewhere more magical. And with that, he breaks and is gone into the crowd. And another hand has pro-offered itself toward you. I have this dance, my lady. A rotund man with a curled mustache asks. Do I recognize who it is? Uh, this is... Uh, this is... Oh god, those are all women's names. Uh, this is... Uh, oh god. This is... This is an improv improvisational character. Uh, this is Arulf Ragno. Count Is it Ar somebody that I would horribly offend if I pretended I could see my mother calling me in the distance? You'd have to definitely make a persuasion check to not insult him. He is, uh, he basically looks it. like Dr. Robotnik. She, she's gonna go for it. She's not gonna ruin that magical moment with, like, immediately having a bad dance afterwards. Alright, go ahead and make me a persuasion, a persuasion roll. <laughs> 19! Oh, I suppose I can always dance with you. He turns and grabs uh, Leiden's hand where it was pro-offered to another. You'll do just fine. I was... Nope. Oh, that mouse over his shoulder. <laughs> Make me a performance roll. Let's see how well you dance. That's eh, an 11. And is going to like thoroughly extract herself from that area. Okay, that wasn't a him. one, thankfully. No, okay. that was a... That ends up being a total of 13? 13? Seven. Nice. Yeah. And with the sound of the crowd in the distance angrily at the gates, Claudette, you make your way over to your mother, who smiles and kisses your cheek as you approach. Claudette. I really wish that you would have come by before you before you came here. It's so great to have you home, she says. It's lovely to visit. So great to have you home. Have you home. Have you home. Echoes through your mind. You fall into the darkness. And I want everyone here to do me a favor and make me a, uh, make me a constitution save. Oh. 14. 18. Not as bad as I thought it would be. 21. 17. At least I'm good at these. Nice. And uh, what was Ivy's? Oh, I put in the chat 16. Oh, okay, cool. All right. I popped mine in the chat because I wasn't sure if I talked over Cat. Fantastic. Kind of right. each other out. There is going to be a That's swirl true. of motion, and suddenly uh, there is going to be a cacophonous crunch. Uh, Claudette, 
you are going to feel a body collide on top of you. Leading a smaller body is going to collide on top of you, followed by one with all manner of points. <laughs> and then finally, after a count of three, Talfrin's expansive size, well, his, his full lankiness, is going right. to land on top of all of you. You find yourselves in the dark. I think Claudette started out shrieking when she got collided with. Okay. And it's kind of turned into a wheezing shriek as all the air has gotten crushed out of her. All right. So what do you do? All of you are, um, all of you find yourselves in a dark enclosed space. It's tight inside of here. And you find that um, it smells dusty and Ooh, slightly musty as well. Uh, Vary's gonna pop uh, dark vision. Pop, pop dark vision. Yeah. Oh wait, that's is in the spell. All yes, right. I, uh, second level. <laughs> uh, you see. Uh, you think that you're in a tomb. The <clears throat> the material in front of you is perfectly flat. It's like you're in a mausoleum. I'm gonna push uh, very off of me, as I'm assuming that's the one who's landed on me. Yes. Uh, gonna no. roll yeah, so Liz is gonna push very of off and be like, mm, Okay, uh, can you do me a favor and oh, make me a strength shove check? On Leiden. Talfrin, make me a strength check. Oh, are yeah. you are you all doing it? Then make it with advantage if everyone's pushing. Yeah. Does Wait, he's gonna he's ways? gonna try he's gonna like try yes. to roll off the mound okay. of people. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, strength check would be a 25, though. I mean, okay, there's going to be a... And the front of this mausoleum is going to crack and slam open, and you are going to find yourselves all collapsing forward onto carpet. Oh. It's going to touch it, pat it. What? Can I the, see anything? You can. Uh, as you do that, oh, a, nice. uh, you're going to hear the sound of a of a mug shattering, pardon me, of a teacup shattering, as, uh, one moment, please, boop, 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 boop. somebody. Uh, as a, uh, as a green dragonborn was polishing a tea set nearby, looks down at you, and, uh, you will immediately recognize this as Katya, a dragonborn servant of House Belmont. Miss Belmont! Welcome home, she says. Did we just... Thank you. Was you were sprawled on the floor of your study. What's the date? Well, um... A, a spell went wrong. I I don't know oh. what's happened. Um, it's, um... Uh, three days to the Empress's birthday. Here. Welcome home. It's so lovely to have you. I'll be sure to tell your mother. She'll be so happy to have you home again. Uh, uh, wait one moment. <gasps> I, let me surprise Mama. Oh, she'll be surprised. I'm sure. Uh, did the dragonborn drop the... Oh, yeah, she just dropped the teacup directly on the ground. Oh, oh, 
bugger blast. Right, Barry's gonna go over and go mending. Sounds good. Uh, the teacup she's will gonna reassume. Present the, we'll re- she's <laughs> gonna the teacup back up to her and be like, "Yeah, it was just like a up. simple crack, so it was easy." Oh, well, thank you very much. So, where are we, anyways? I mean, I assume we're somewhere close. If you know Claudette, Belmont House. This is your house. I see. I assume it's going to be a problem that there are three extra of us here. Yeah, I definitely don't belong Mm. here. Can you remind me what the time was for Empress's birthday? Was that when they got Uh, married? That was the day before they got married. Day before, okay. Or was the day they got married, I believe? I believe it was. I think it was the day they got married. Yeah, it was the day. They, so you got you have about three days. Okay. Okay. And then she basically like died that night. Yeah. Okay. And we're in the capital then. You are in. Uh, you're in uh, Deshane. No, that's right. Because you're the noble family of Deshane, so. Belmont. So really close to the capital, though. Yeah, you're like a day, a day's like a day's leisure journey away. Yeah, we're we're back in Duchesne. Oh right. Oh, that's not good. It's look at us go. Everybody okay? Leiden's looking around at everyone just to make sure. Like Is looking my at uncle our still here. Injuries. Your uncle. Oh no, he's gone on to the capital, my lady. Okay. Has to prepare for the um. Well, you know. Right. (laughs) You're dismissed. Don't worry. I won't tell your mother that you're here yet. I'll let you surprise her. Wonderful. Thank you. It's so welcome. Uh, You're very welcome. So glad to have you home. Welcome back. Give her a hug. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back home. All of you. Hi. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. And I think that is probably a good place for us to take our break. So, uh, folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And uh, same bat time, same bat channel. And, uh, oh, by the way, lose every item that is not attuned to you. Bye. (gasps) That you did not have prior to going. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So did, Ivy can have I, clothes. Oh, okay. I forget if I had to attune to my armor. You attuned to the poison armor. Yes, you did. Sweet. Awesome. I did not attune to my mech. Uh, you I also left the, the mech, so. I also left the mech. Did you attune to the armor? That would have been really funny. What armor did you I have? I would have tried the... Oh, the, I don't know if I had to... Uh, did I have to attune? The medium armor with cartridge slots? Uh, I'll let everybody <laughs> make a... Uh, I'll make a... I'll, I'll make you do a save when we get back. But we'll be right back, everybody. Okay. Don't, <laughs> don't go anywhere. Hey everybody, Kelly here. No ad this episode, but if you like what we do here, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash dorktales. Every dollar that you give helps us improve the stream and it really does make a difference. Also, you get your name at the end of the episode, which is pretty rad because in the podcast, I say everybody's name, which is pretty rad. And finally, if that's not enough for you, there's a ton of additional content like behind the scenes podcasts, additional episodes, and more. There's just so much more. So head over to patreon.com slash dorktales now and check it out. And for those of you who are already patrons, thank you so much for helping this dream stay a reality. We couldn't do it without you, literally. 
And with that, let's head back to the Reign of Emerys, here on Dork Tales. Welcome back to the Reign of Emerys, here on Dork Tales. Rain begins to fall outside, blanketing the Belmont estate with the staccato rhythm of the weeping heavens. Katya, a green dragonborn, sworn as an orphan to House Belmont, uh, much like Leiden was in her early years, is um, your only the only person in the house that knows you're here. After um, after a moment of reintroduction and and uh, confirming that uh, you know that you're all right, that you don't need anything immediately, uh, and constantly repeating like, "Do you need? Do you need any?" Um, I, I want to double check, Leiden. Uh, so this character is one that you you've created. Uh, Amy, does she have an accent mm-hmm. of any kind, or is it more or less just like I've been playing it? Does mm-hmm. she have a slightly, or did you ha- did you want her to be like an Irish check. dragon girl? I had written this down at some point, I know. Okay. But uh, green dragonborn quickened to House Belmont is the note that I have. Katia, green dragonborn. I have no other notes about her. Okay. Maybe I sent you a message about her, but I don't have anything. So. I think what you've been doing is fine. All right. Yeah. Are you sure you don't need anything to drink or eat or anything like that? I could bring you scones. Actually, could you get me one of my like more discreet cloaks? I'm sure I've got some left in the room. If you have your entire wardrobe there, um, lady asks that it be cycled out on a regular basis to maintain freshness. Um, I'll bring you a change of clothes is your if i may is your friend all right looking around the room you now get a look at exactly what you look like each of you is dressed in the same clothing that you entered the white door wearing with the exception of anyone who is attuned to armor Specifically, magical of its own nature, armor. Thank goodness, because Ivy would be naked again. You would be naked again. You also uh, have a pair of charred bone wings jutting out of your spine. Well, jutting out of your shoulder blades, I should say. And uh, so as Ivy is laying on the ground or kind of situating herself inside of this reading room, uh, it is the second study of the house. This is the children's study where Claudette spent most of her childhood playing and reading more of a more of a playroom than anything else um just full of books and nerd stuff uh, and all of you still will bear any damage or any uh, any blood markings uh viscera burn scars anything like that from from this so you probably look like a little bit of hell uh, however um as you are sitting there um Talfrin, your hand feels slightly tingly like you f- fell asleep on it and you will see that there is a single line of, well, dried blood along your wrist. Oh, thank you so much for the subsole. Um, where it looks like something scraped you. And in the center of your palm is the glowing garnet that was once in the center of Yitri's head. And uh, as you're all looking around between Ivy and her horrible skeleton back uh, and the garnet, um, I think that there is a uh, definitely a, a sense of dread that kind of emanates or a sense of 
sense of um, kind of maudlin. Um, and Aim, you had a question. Um, yeah, so I was just trying to figure out what the layout of this... So this is a the study that Claudette grew up in? Yes. So is this part of like a suite of rooms, like with her bedroom? That Are they are they connected? Or is there like a corridor in between? Or uh, So this has... Uh, this is a small um, toilet chamber off from it. Okay. Uh, besides that, it connects to the main corridor. This is on the second floor of the house on the eastern wing. Uh, so near the children's rooms. The parents lived in the okay. west wing. Ivy. Okay. Is there a looking glass in the room? A uh, looking glass? Yes, there absolutely is. Mm -hmm. uh, Ivy's going to take a look at it and uh, first off, take a look at herself for the first time. Probably she's seen since before she went into the white gate or the black gate. Um, but she's she's going to be really looking for uh, if she still looks like she has the, the black star plague on her. I'm guessing uh, yes, but she's curious because I was debated. Can you do me a favor? Mm -hmm. uh, can you make me a... Uh... Well, actually don't worry about making me anything because you took a feat based off of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so unless Robin the player wants to shed that feat... No. Uh, cool. Well, then you're still infected. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. As you look, you will see the trailing necrotic energy from the corner of your mouth all the way creeping down the side of your jawline. The skin there in a large triangular patch like the ribbon trailing off a kite has turned gray. As if the very color from your flesh has been siphoned away. It's reaching toward your heart with small tendrils of black rivers seeking the ocean of your heart. Well, um, I'll go get you a change of clothes then. Um, yes, thank you. Um... But no scones. Um, you know what? Guess to the scones. Please. Thank you. And, um, it's good to see you again. Is the tall one single? She says, leaning in and giving you another quick hug, Leiden. Um. Or the short one. Yes? The, uh, dragonborn will turn, and with so. her glittering, uh, almost kind of like... Her, her scales are green, but kind of in that way that copper oxidizes. Like, they're slightly shiny green, and she'll just smile and go, Hur. with big, like, big chompers down at Vary. That is, what would you say that Catch's charisma modifier is? Plus one? Minus six? What do we got? Yeah. Minus six? <laughs> Plus two. I think she's really sweet. Okay, so I she got a 16. she's really charming in her own way. Her. Fairy will look up and give her a little uh, a little wink. Mm. Little turns a little brown across here, and uh, <clears throat> we'll we'll scuttle out of the room. Interesting. Okay, so bigger question. 
Why are we in your house? How... How did we go from there to a tomb? Why do you have a tomb in the middle of this room? You actually think that it was just an old marble cupboard. Now that you're on the outside of it, but yeah. So, oh, flood it. Fair. Flood it. Oh, okay. Um, I... <sighs> Magic is weird. That is very true. This is why yeah. all my stuff is physical. Just to understand it, it's science. Good. I have a feeling we should probably leave soon. Probably the best. What my uncle has done from here. No, I agree. What was our first plan of action then? Well, from what we can tell from in the time skip, my brother was potentially alive. Yes, now, so he was also over the other side, right? So past the capital, if I recall correctly? Question mark. I don't know, because as far as we were aware, he was dead. Right. I mean, couldn't so who knows where they may have moved him to? True. That was one of my thoughts. Captured yes. Him. Yes, magic. Magic it up. Use, I, use the magics. What? Happened to Yitri? He was not able to make it alive, but did he get something of him? He'll show up the gem. Yes, he was able to give me his gem before he died. Now, are you holding it physically? Oh yes, absolutely. Okay. It's in his palm. He's cool. like showing um, it. Eden's looking around the room. It, like, I can send the message, try to get in touch with your brother, but if we can we take an hour to try and do something about that? That's probably a good thing. I'd be in favor. To do something about what? Um, Leiden's hoping she can use Ray's dead. She's hoping. She doesn't know. You you would know that Ray's dead does not function like that. You don't have a body. Okay. Oh, I thought it needed... Okay. It needs a full piece. So Ray's okay. dead doesn't bring body parts back. <sighs> I think it's only resurrection yeah, that you can use a piece of them. Yeah, okay. It's full resurrection. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. I misunderstood. I just read that part. Um, so that gem is incredibly valuable, though. Anybody who has Arcana can make me a roll about that. I would love to. Uh, me too. Okay. I will do that since I'm looking at it. I don't have Arcana. Oh, I have no that's idea. That's an awful roll. Uh, that's going to be 28. 28. 22. Jesus Christ. That's, that's be a four. Oh my god, Lita. <laughs> a four? Four. I thought you were good at this. Uh, no, it is, I am not proficient a... in Arcana. It is a garnet the size of a, the size of like a baseball. Oh, I don't have a gem that big around me. Uh, well, we'll say it's a little small. Actually, you know what? So Yitri is about the size of like a small mountain lion. 
So mm-hmm. it was, yeah, I would say it's about the size of like a lemon. Hey, there's a lemon behind that garnet. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, who had uh, higher than a 15? I had 28. 28? You'll get 20- special. 25. 25? 22. Holy crap. Okay, so all of you are going to get some super special stuff about this. Um, Carbuncle's Garnet is a gem with three charges. When you cast a spell uh, using this Garnet uh, that deals damage or requires you to roll uh, dice as part of the effect, such as sleep, you can spend one charge to uh, upcast the spell by a level. Um, Yeah. Oh, also you add plus one to the total result. Um, you can do this three times before the gem turns to dust, basically. It, it helps empower spells. Um, however, uh, you all rolled above 20, so that's ridiculous. Uh, you also know that this type of magical material is also particularly useful um, in certain types of... Um, well, certain type of ritual magic. Uh, for example, Claudette and uh, Talfrin both bear marks made from ink created by ground up. Um, well, magical creatures. Particularly things like the Carbuncle's Garnet are fantastic, fantastic things to add uh, into um, uh, control brands. Fantastic conductor of magical energy. Hmm. So that is what you'll know right there. That's gross. Yeah, might do more stuff. Um, with your 28, very, you'll know that um, this probably could have additional effects uh, when used for something like that. Because such like an, a minute amount of that material is used in order to create the tattoo ink. Um, that having a full one uh, could have unpredictable and interesting results if uh, used in um, in conjunction with the the control brand system. Uh, so you might not want to use that with the branding. Or you might. It might blow everything up. It might be good. I had no intention of using it at all, if you're talking to me. I have no idea what it's for. It's incredibly magical. They're very good at conducting magic. Brands are made from them. I wonder if we could use it to cancel out your brand. I see. Can we add to it? Use a tiny little bit of stuff like that to make the ink for the brands. Using a full, I mean, we could build the bomb, probably. Maybe? What? No. Don't want to. I feel like that would be a human bomb, and I feel like I wouldn't be very impressed with being used as a human bomb. No, not at all. But that is a potential side effect. I mean, if all our chips are down. Well, the, the, we'll talk the, about the this pro- later. The problem is, is it's, it'd be very unpredictable. I so much that it makes me nervous. Yes. Oh, if it makes you nervous, yes, perhaps we shouldn't do that then. Uh, Robin. Um, could... Would, uh, I'm trying to figure out if Ivy would know 
and Slash could make uh, some sort of like intelligence check. Uh, if altering the brand with more ground up tattoo magic would be something that could potentially cancel out Talfrin's command sigil mark. You can make me an, uh, make me, uh, an intelligence arcana roll, please. Okay. Oh, that's going to be pretty good. Pretty good. That's going to be a 22. Um, you think at the very least, like, him hanging on to that might disrupt, might disrupt the connection? Mm. Who knows what it could do? Honestly, like, keeping it on him might be very beneficial. Talfrin, I think you should hold on to that. It has a powerful uh, conduction... It might potentially conflict and interact with the the signals that a command mark might or brand might have on you. I think if we're going to the capital and fighting, they will probably have mages that can have um, a effect on you. I think maybe potentially having you not be able to be controlled would be potentially beneficial. And Ivy, right. make a con save for me. Okay. Noted. I will, I will keep it on me, but if anyone would just use it, then just let me know and I, of course you can use it. Are you okay? A thin trail of black blood connects your fingers and your lips. We should probably get this sorted out sooner rather than later, right? Yeah. Yes, let's, uh, let us do that. We don't want that to get any worse. There's a knock at the door. She'll hurriedly like I'll, wipe her hand and I'll, mouth and try and I'll grab it. Leedon's gonna kind of back away to be out of the line of sight of the door. Leedon's gonna go answer the door. You smell scones. <laughs> she's not gonna open it the full way. She's just gonna open a crack and be like to check and make sure. Uh, so you open the door and there's a plate of scones as well as a bunch of like draped clothing uh, in Katya's hand. Can you make me a uh, uh, a perception check, real please? Perception, huh? Mm-hmm. That is a 19. Sounds good. Uh, so Katya stands there with kind of a, a look on her face like, uh-huh, uh-huh, twitch, twitch. I'm What's sorry. Going? What happened? And you as you glance up, you'll see that standing directly behind her is Crispin Belmont. Lord Belmont! big smile on Leiden's face and she's still keeping the door slightly closed so that it's not clear being loudly like doing the loud declare so that hopefully everyone in the room hears it and gets the memo I brought tea he says Is holding there like... up a tray oh yourself what? you brought it tea <laughs> Claudette's Claudette. gonna go up pull Leiden out of the way open the door and just... <laughs> in now 
grab Did my the own skull daughter just boss me around? Yes, in now, before mother hears you. That's fair enough. And he'll say and step through the door. <laughs> is there anywhere to hide in this study? There yeah. are plenty of places to hide. Um, so I think the, would like to hide. <laughs> the door is going to be slammed and Kat just going to be standing in the hallway going... Um, I just... Uh, do you open the door and grab her? Yeah, oh yeah, no, like, when... <laughs> let them in and is gonna, like, grab Katya by the... Like, she relieved her of the scones and then grabbed, the, like, her by the arm and yanks her in and closes the door behind all of them. Strawberries and cream. Strawberries and cream scones. Fairy will wander, right, wander straight up and just take one of the scones. Now, the room that you're in is about a 40 by 30 rectangle. It uh, has a number of places for children to curl up in nooks along the windowsills. Um, dangling chandelier in the center of the room, just too tall for any child below the age of 12 to climb up and jump onto. They learned that the hard way with your brother. And um, had it raised Not that Claudette didn't try. Yes, but he had a couple of years on you and a few inches of height. Um, the fireplace is caged in and uh, unlit. Yes, Amy. Oh, just maybe they learned that with the brother, but then Leiden showed up, so Claudette had a footstool. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. That's a good point I hadn't considered. Claudette just did it with more style and dexterity. You can see places where like the, the rungs of the chandelier are bent. From just the weight of like a you know a ten year old girl, your father strides in wearing um, a pair of uh, of dark breeches as well as um, some some thigh high boots. No thigh high, some knee high. Well, knee high boots, we'll say thigh high boots. He's not walking the streets looking for looking for some love, um, but uh, dressed fairly casually, like he had just been. Um, relaxing, kind of a um, definitely like a, a military style um, f- cross chest fat fastened uh, fastened shirt, uh, kind of rolled up around the arms with um, uh, with a bit of a waistcoat open, kind of casually. He looks a little disheveled and tired, and you can see that he has ink stains all over his fingertips. So. You're, um, back. It's good to have you. I was wondering when, um, what was the name of that group that the Uh, uncle's part of, that the father was part of? I believe. Uh, you didn't write it down? I can't find it in my notes. It's cool. there it's the somewhere. Or- the Order of the Fallen Sky. Fallen Sky. Uh, any? Does anybody have a passive insight uh, of 15 or higher? Yes. Cool. No. Uh, he is tired. He, um, you have never seen bags under his eyes to this degree. And uh, he is anxious and nervous and definitely acting a bit strange um he's an incredibly warm man and having him be this kind of aloof not normal
good, good to have you back. So, um, who are your friends? Um, well, several people I met on the travels. Um, Hi, I'm Barry. Sorry we broke your marble desk thing. I mean, that was a teleportation gone wrong. It, we appeared inside of it. I was curious why you had a tomb in the middle of your room, but it doesn't look like so much of a tomb from out here. Oh, I guess. the tomb's downstairs. Oh, it's okay. Fine. Yeah, you, you avoided the tomb, Barry. Here. Barry. Nice to meet you. Veritrix Solstar, technically. Was that a common halfling name? No. Interesting. I've uh, I've met a Solstar before. Uh, hard workers. A lot of you. Very. <laughs> Very, indeed. Um, then, uh... I know who you are, he says, looking directly at Talfrin. Talfrin Pridery, sir. Your poster's nice plastered you. over most of the cities. Sure it is, sir. And who are you? He says, looking directly at Ivy. Does it matter? I suppose not. How can I help? How much are you working with Uncle still? I'm not. Good. Excellent. I... Have you heard yet about the fortress? Maxine? Yes. Then you know the... The lighthouse that could have seen the massing was conveniently damaged when Akario visited a week before. I know about the fallen sky. I know about your suspicions about Uncle and our niece, our cousin. Mm -hmm. We found your journal. And... <laughs> we managed to activate the door left behind. Also, Akario tried to kill us. Multiple times. Actually, yes. Cousin has tried yeah. to kill me multiple times now. Yeah. He's... I don't... Good. He's I believe he's making a run for the Empire. Like, he sucks. Uncle always was ambitious. He's a little unhinged, I would say. I don't know. I am a little unhinged. Lucia will try He's to. completely toast. Marry the prince. The empress will conveniently die that night. And hell will descend. Literally. I'd like to and avoid that. I think and as far should... as I'm aware, Maxine is not dead. Yes, no. not yet. That I can say for certain. Maxine's not dead. I have received a report that he's being held inside of one of the dungeons in the capital. So we need to get to the cap capital then, basically. Oh, we need to, that we need to go back to the capital. 
Why is he being held in the dungeon? Because he they're gonna make him one of those things. Oh, this is the one we so that they can prevent the, him marrying the... the princess, obviously. So that they can that destroy they... the world. You know, everyday normal stuff that we deal with. I think there are some things about this that I might be missing. Um. Oh, we went to the future. Well, we the door yeah. you left behind, Father, in the temple. Yeah. When you I, we went the black door. We went to the future. Um. And wait, you managed to? You said you opened it. I well, that was Leiden. opened it. Yeah. It needed something radiant. We. I know where I come from. Okay. And I'm gonna have a scone. Do you want any tea? Um, I haven't had tea in. And we know where Lucia. I need to get changed. I am drenched in blood still. Comes from. Okay. Well, I think that this is the time. It's Metrovian. Um, the tea is Metrovian. It has twice the caffeine of normal. Varies already. With all of this, <laughs> Claudette would like to insight check, like how her father is reacting. Please go ahead. Eden's also watching very closely and doing something similar. Oh yeah, oh. Ivy does not trust anyone. Uh, dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Cool. Yeah. Um, you. He is very aloof. Uh, you are having trouble pinning it down specifically. Um, but you know that he, he's definitely, what you will gather is that he's playing his cards close to his chest at the moment. He's trying to absorb information before he provides any, and he's not really showing any cracks. Um, you haven't really seen this part of your father before, actually. The part that used to be, uh, apparently an intelligence agent. Mm -hmm. And you just see, like, this mask of control just spread over his exhausted features. I got it. 21, so probably the same. 20, cool. I got a 29. Oof, so. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no way I can beat that. He, it's just not possible. He's a good spy. Yep. <clears throat> All right. So you went to the future and saw the world end. Yeah. Basically. Eventually. And when yes. we came back, they're When does it end? Deep. In four, three or four days? Uh, days? Well, they get married in three days for, I think, is when the world ends. Mm. Yeah. They unleash whatever they're tapping into in the crucible. Well, it ends a couple days after that. We, we were there the for a couple energy. days. So. Have you heard of Black Star Plague? You will. Hopefully not, but you probably will. All right. Yes. Kadia, can you do me a favor? Uh, yes, my lord. Um, I need you to listen very closely. I need you to... You see, like, mystic energy swirl around his fingers for a moment, and a little bit of mist will just kind of, like, reach out of his hand and, like, just boop Katya right between the eyes, and you're going to watch her pupils just constrict and then widen to the point that they are the entire eye. You dropped off tea, and that's it. You didn't hear anything, and you decided to call an early night. 
because you were feeling a little tummy sick. You'll feel good about this in the morning. And she'll just repeat that for... And I felt a little tummy sick, so I went to bed. I feel good about this in the morning. Well, I'm off to bed. Good night, everyone. She says and just walks out of the room in a daze. You've got to teach me that. I forgot she was here. What do you want to know? What do you need to know? How do we stop this? I want my brother back. I do not want the world to be descended into some demonic blood-covered gore fest. I like being alive. That too. I know of the Black Star. Um, our historical records are not complete. So you say you know of the Fallen Star. Pardon me, of the, the Order of the Fallen Sky. Mm-hmm. What do you know? Whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to remember it all now. It's been I, I think you just learned the name. I don't think you learned anything else. Um, yeah, no, basically you just said like it was an intelligence organization that kind of determined the empire and how it would go and what would happen in instances by killing or mm-hmm. manipulating behind the scenes everything. So you you know, and then her uncle and- is part of it. You know a name, and that's oh, so that's so that's what you know. Okay. Besides the part that Uncle is where I'm trying to get us killed. Your uncle hasn't been himself for quite a while. Ever since Lucia. More or less. I think it came before that. But honestly, he hasn't been the same since um, since your aunt passed. Marcia was all that held him together. All right. The Order of the Fallen Sky the oldest society in all of Emery's. They were originally record keepers that brought with them the history when we arrived here. And slowly over time they well took more of a guiding stance to make sure that we stayed true to our past and our future. A lot was lost when we came here. But, um, Blackstar was mentioned in many of the historical records. Perhaps it'd be easier if you told me what you need to know. If you ask me questions, there's a lot of information I have, and I don't think we have as much time as we'd hope. Well, if Maxine's being held in the capital, 
then there's we only really have one ally there then if they're deliberately holding somebody for no reason We need to stop the marriage. Well. It was once Lucia was sworn in that everything happened. As the, the coronation, wasn't yeah. it? Yes. Yes. We? It would be. It's... The, um, it's the altar. Then. The Stone of Araya. It's... The... The bloodline of Emrys's royal house goes back to the founding of the nation. Thousands of years. It's... The bloodline carries inside of it certain markers that allow it to utilize um, the stone's properties. The stone itself is alive. It's one of the oldest pieces of Magitech that we possess. It's, for lack of a better word, a long time ago, the Amrisians sailed to this world. And the Stone of Araya was our masthead. Our steering wheel. And, Could uh, she have? Hmm? I was just gonna wonder if she could have. To release the black star, would she have had to draw on its power once she was crowned? That seems like a pretty good, a pretty good idea, actually. So, as soon we could as destroy she... it. Well, if someone else was before she had the chance Uh, enough of the royal blood flows through uh, several families honestly once the noble families of Emrys all have enough that once they are um, joined they are able to access its power. Their name is added to to well, to the host of names inside of it. The spirits of the ancients and they have access to it. They can control it. The crucible is controlled by it directly. As are a number of other similar devices around Emrys. What Leiden's looking at Claudette, like, directly. 
So we should get Claudette in charge. Is there enough Belmont blood that if we got there, we could you would have pull? There are only a few ways that would work. Mm-hmm. There would have to be no direct air. And if I'm not mistaken, Cassion, pardon me, that's not his first name. I would not use that. One moment while I flip to my... God, I have a lot of notes for this game. So many notes. So many notes. So many NPCs. One second. Nope. 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 God damn it. Game four. No, it's game one. There we go. I know that Ryan Centadella and Ad Siegel Cassian are both still... They should still be alive. If they were not... In theory, probably could. I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, especially after we just, um... Just married the prince. Are you seriously suggesting that my daughter be married off? They like each other. They do. They do? They do. They do! Big time. Met him twice! And the energy was palpable. To, daughter, to be fair, I met your mother once before we were married. See, you already have twice the leg up. I'm not gonna get married, so... Twice, technically. You gotta. And I mean, we all know that I'm in no position to run a country. I mean, Maxine's already supposed to marry the princess, and he's right there. But we don't know if the princess is still alive. We don't know where the princess is. That's why you should marry the prince. Or the princess, if we find her, if you could marry her too. Or the, or the princess. Up to you. Couldn't Lucia just, right, be... Couldn't they still have this... ceremony and write her name on? Not if you got there first. I'm not saying this is a good option, and I'm very much against it. Well, why don't we but destroy the... it? Destroy it? What would that do to F? No. Destroy it or release the end of the world. Ellie, can I roll to see how, you know, what we would have to do to destroy it and what effects oh, that might boy. have? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, give me, a, give me an Arcana with disadvantage on that one, because this is just like a... I mean, if you fail, it's going to be an, uh, I don't think we can, is, is the fail. Oh, it's definitely treason. It's definitely treason. Roll oh, Arcana yeah, to sure. determine how much treason. Roll Arcana to determine how much treason? All right. Ivy's um, fucked at this point. She doesn't yeah, care. Yeah, Telfin doesn't care. Well, how much treason can I, I rock up? 15 for treason. Got a 15 for treason? I'm going to roll My the treason. My low one is 22. Your low one is 22. Oh, God. Uh, basically, you'd have 26. to, like, Maginuke it. I am not giving you a magical nuke. I'm just going to drop that in there real quick. <laughs> Do not give your players a magical nuke. They uh, build a bomb. To destroy, <laughs> so to destroy that, it would take like basically an act of God to destroy a relic like that. Like this is like the Stone of Araya is basically like, like it is a beyond legendary item. Like a 20th like, level magical item. It, it basically is like, hey, do you want the Sword of Arcaris? 
Like, the sword. You know, the one that blinded Yeominger? Yeah, that thing. Okay. Yeah, and that thing hasn't been seen in at least a generation, so like... Maybe two generations. So, I, I don't think we can destroy it. Um, of course we can't destroy it. I mean, it'd be interesting, but... Oh, it wouldn't! I physically don't think we'd be able to. I don't know how you're going to be able to get into the city. Well, I mean, I'm sure that we can manage. There are a lot of tunnels going all over the place and under there. It's a coronation. Yeah. There's guards everywhere. And... Yeah. You would need one hell of a distraction. I think we can manage that. I think we can manage that. Eden looks is lo looking over at Talfrin. I the crucible is on the way. Yeah. Yes, that as well. I actually I was going to mention it that. It could there be not on the way anymore. We could have a slave uprising. Yes. That would I, be a distraction. I could also go try my and speak with my my dear mother. Who would that, that be? If by speak you mean kill, oh, we that could would do be that. useful. I would try, but I could definitely try and get her attention. I mean, one way of preventing Lucia from taking over the place is would literally be to kill her. Well... We have so many options. And none of them are good. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, there are some also... that are better than others. Lead in, lead in, lead in, lead in. Could you sending the pirate lady? Sending the pirate. Uh, I might like to help. Maybe? Oh, she was really good. We did meet pirates. Mm. And yeah, we, we saved did, the prince did. from them. We did. We also... <gasps> I had a We met dragons on that trip. <laughs> we did. Actual dragons! I'm sure they could do something. Wasn't oh. there that magical... What about Zeet? Zeet. Zeet. I mean, Zeet's badass. Zeet's <laughs> badass. I could. We have so many people that we could call who would all love to topple you governments. Send in them all. Yeah. Yes. You know them well enough to do that. I think. Mm -hmm. Get everybody involved in toppling the Eurasian government because this place what is. What was that? Curtain dumpster fire. Well, maybe not in I don't... front of. No, we're just. We're not <clears throat> toppling the government. Thank We're you. stopping the apocalypse by toppling the government in our favor. No, it's... we're not toppling the government. We are creating a distraction and putting a better you know person what? in charge of the government. You know what? If it makes you feel like better, you can think about it that way. I will. Okay. Well, I, I was meaning the prince, but he seemed pretty reasonable. But what? I, what? I, what? I could do a sending to the prince, warn him to stay away from Lucia. That's, that may be difficult inside that. of the capital. Oh. It won't reach? Or it will be intercepted. Shit, okay. You have to be careful about sending inside of the reach of uh, any of the Imperial Magi. Well, maybe we can send it in code. <laughs> Potentially, if you had a secret phrase that only he would understand. Leiden looks at Claudette. Something I that we two of you spoke about. I talked with him once and like danced with him once at a ball. 
I mean, did you say anything interesting together at the ball? You don't generally talk when you're dancing a lot. You, he said something. I was watching. Right before you toss me into the freaking. Oh, I remember that night. I got splashed by some asshole in a carriage. Well, that sucks. And then I met a one-horned tiefling. You made V. Do you understand what's talking. going on here? He says to tell him. I almost kind of paled with No, him. no, not I at just... all. It's it's fine. I'm just rolling with it. Yeah, it's no. what I do. Yeah, I was at the base of a building that she that she scaled, and I got almost got impaled by a knife. I just <laughs> let it happen. That was me. I smashed it out of her hand. Oh, th thanks. Well, I guess. I'm pretty sure oh. I do have sending. I mean, I thought we call in the dragons. They're not going to come. They might come. I don't think they're going to come because they were with that lady that gave me the cloak and she was not going to come. She was particularly leaving. So, because she saw this coming. Yes. So that means so. that you'd have to... Um... So what's the plan then? You're going to try to interrupt a wedding by going to the crucible and doing what? freeing the yes well that was my plan well, I think it's a good do plan do you think I'll be straight up with you now that we're laying everything on the table to override or overload the slave brands you'd need a particularly dangerous amount of chaotic energy to do that. I mean, we have an entire um, carbuncle garnet. It's a good conduit. But you would. a lot of energy at the crucible. You would need yeah. to tap into the wild to do that. I think there's a lot of chaotic energy in my veins. Yes. Who are these people is. you're spending time with? <laughs> We're good making decision. I met them people. on the train. And they saved our lives. They were very useful. Times. We're capable people. I haven't died yet. Truly. Leiden. I can attest to that. I, yeah? What's up? If you that don't one's have... died at least once. Twice. <laughs> if you have an extra sending spell, there's someone I need to check on. Just if you have it, the next one at the end. Oh. All of you, me. can I get a perception roll? <laughs> I can sure <laughs> try. <laughs> oh, that's natural bad. one. Oh, nine. Exception? Awful. Uh, Seven. Oh, <laughs> We're all gonna die. Oh. <laughs> Eighteen. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. Um. So, did anybody else get above a fifteen? At 20. At 20, okay. So the two of you are going to notice that the room is going to lighten up through the windows, and the rest of you are going to think, oh, it's just, you know, it's... It's... Lightning. What happens? It's lightning. Oh, yeah. Like, it's oh, it's, it's it's storming outside. Um, however, the rest of you are going... The, those of you who got those two, um, those two scores are going to take a glance and realize that, uh, no, in actuality, that is... Those are flares. Like, 
fireworks illuminate the sky outside, casting bright white f- relief. Why are there flares? Eden's going to stand up, because I th- figured she was probably sitting while she was munching away, and she's going to go over to the window, and she's going to look, take a closer look. All right. Um, as you head outside, you can... Everyone... Oh, sorry, pardon me. Go ahead. Oh, just everyone, just be careful. Maybe stay down. The lights illuminate and hang in the sky, casting daylight glow around the Belmont estate. You could hear things in the distance, motion, grinding. And then in the distance... Simply a knock at the door now. Husband, are you in there? The door will pitch and open, and potentially to your terror, the Lady Belmont stands in the doorway. A beautiful woman with a very sharp face. She looks around. Amalia Belmont appraises each of you with a sharp diamond-like gaze. Hmm. Spending time with the riffraff, dear. She looks over at you as she says that, Claudette. Well, I mean... They've been helpful. Well, isn't this just great? Our son is in prison. And you have brought down the National Guard. On the plus side, I'm trying to save the Empire? As long as there's a plus side. I might have to worry to marry the prince. One thing at a time, dear, the army's outside the door. Shall we? Yes. Good. The warding spells are only going to hold for another minute or so. We should probably gather our things. That sounds like a good idea. How long were you monologuing? She shoots her husband a look. (laughs) I didn't know what to say. You got me monologuing. (laughs) I don't know what's going on or what your plan is necessarily, but I know that I don't want you to be here when they kick in that door. Which means that we have to get you out of here. Whatever plan you have, Claudette, I'm trusting you to do the right thing. I'm trying. So everyone on your feet and grab your weapons. Sounds like you have an empire to save. Oh. And did you bring the truffles? And I think I'm going to call game there. I was going to kind of look at Leda and just be like, got left in the room, didn't they? They got left in the room. Yep. Oh, no. The travel quest. I thought so, too. Travel quest. We had one job. It's all Tario's fault. <laughs> it's all, it's a, you, you can't always use that. Five years from now, we're going to be in a different game and you're going to be like, it's all Akaria's yeah. fault. Akario. I mean, it might still be Akaria's fault. It's so left in the room. If it's so left in the room, Dirk could have the truffles. Dirk could have the truffles. I mean, true. 
Dirk might have eaten the truffles. Dirk has the truffles. At this point, he probably deserves it, honestly. Dirk is the truffle fry. I feel like he would. All right, so, hey folks, that is going to be it from us tonight. Slightly shorter game because I don't have, I we need to do the escape scene in one run. But hey, mm-hmm. you learned a few things about this. Does anybody have any questions about the Empire or anything? <laughs> those of you have been following our, yeah, those of you have been following our other games. I think that like Kat and uh, Amy and Robin know a lot of what's going on because of Shards of Nern. <laughs> like yeah, Emery's is like is a is a space colony. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are they the baddies? Mm-hmm. Eh, depends. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of a king, you will have a queen as beautiful as she is blade songy. <laughs> Claudette, become evil. I want the Empire to continue to be dickish. Amy uh, sent know, me a great thing about potentially, oh. potentially, <laughs> the equivalent of, of Amy shower thoughts kind of thing. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I was just I mean, like, sitting there and I was like, so if Tia and Jorund did get together and had a kid, if it's a boy, it's gonna be named Basil. Mm-hmm. I like Basil. That's a good. And name. if it's if it's not, well, maybe there's a maybe Tia has more kids. I I know I know who uh, I know whose each parents are in, in terms of okay. like the cutouts in yeah. my head. I don't have names so for them. I had the, the I had the I, the vibe you were get you were giving out was that Zeet's mom is the descent descendant. So uh, I will say Zeet's mom is a half orc, or is pardon me is an Orcashian. She's yeah. Orcash. So yeah, so I don't know, but I was just thinking about that, and I was just like, if it's Darund, the kid's name's gonna one at least one child is going to be named Basil if it's a boy, <laughs> well, or if it's it, a girl. It, I don't care it, actually. Can it be Basilla? Basilica? No, Bas- well, Basilla. <laughs> Basilla? Yeah. Nah, I would just go Basil. I just think Basil about you know, like Basil. what? Herbs are gender neutral, right? Herbs are basilisk. Basiliska. Basiliska. Zeta's not Palpatine's granddaughter. Zeta's Palpatine's grandson. There's a difference. Oh, I get it now. Basil is a good name, but also I get it now because I did watch that. I you did watch that episode? Yes. I watched right. that, that one. I was that there That one for episode that. was so freaking funny. It was funny. so fucking funny. So uh, extra points to anybody here who caught my little reference about something in a timeline. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Robin caught it. Robin was paying attention. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. I was like... I saw the face and I knew it already. I saw it like maybe I'll I'll talk to you about it later. I'll message you after game. Uh, I want to hear. All right, so folks, that's gonna be it for us tonight. We'll be back uh, next next week um, on Friday for another episode of the Reign of Emerys, and then we've got about three more episodes left if things go according to plan. If not, hey, when do they ever? So um, we will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, sorry, long day. Um, love you very much. We're, we will be back on Monday night uh, with Wild Beyond the Witchlight. So I just wanted to quickly thank our Patreon uh, sponsors who make this happen. Uh, so Shulton is responsible for Blackstar. Uh, Dia Mike is responsible for Lease, basically fixing that. Um, and uh, Jade is responsible for someone you'll be meeting in January with a game that replaces this game, uh, which will be fantastic and a lot of fun. So thank you three for being our divine patrons. Thank you so much. Uh, it means a lot uh, to be able to work with your ideas and create something really cool out of them. 
Um, not that they're not already cool, but you know, it's fun to remix. Uh, and also thanks to our Prince of the Patreon, Taryn, who is our OG fangirl. And Buddy, thank you so much for being here, man. Like, I really appreciate it. You are fantastic. Uh, thank you all. And uh, you know what? We will see you next time here on Dork Tales. Good night, everybody. The Reign of Emerys is a Dork Tales production. It stars Christine Rattray as Claudette Belmont, Amy Godfrey as Leiden Ann Merov, Caitlin Vinkle as Talfrin Prideri, Robin Holford as Ivy, and Katrina McGee as Veritrix Soulstar. Its dungeon master is Kelly Clark. Our opening theme is Resolution by Alexander Nakarada, and our closing theme is Find Them, also by Alexander Nakarada. For a full list of the music used in this episode, check the show notes below. To learn more about the world that Reign of Emerys is set in, check out our wiki or visit our Discord where there's plenty of information to go around. Thanks for supporting this podcast. If you like what we do here and would like to help Dork Tales grow, leave a five-star review, share us with your friends, and leave a comment below. And hey, while we're talking about people who support Dork Tales, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com slash dorktales, starting with our Patreon producers, our world-building producers, Shulton and Jade, the maker of monsters, our divine producers, DM Michael Gray, the great and powerful, and uh, my mom, and I guess my stepdad, Bob, our demonic producer, Bricarious, our fun but evil, Funkle. We love you, Uncle Marty. Our wizard of the Patreon, Tammy the Forever Cleric. You're a wizard now, Tammy. Our princes of the Patreon, Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl, Dustin, our time-traveling buddy from 1977, Trizelta, aka James Bododge, Cubby Gummy, Amberthist, The Traveler, Raven with Baubles, Karasha Urquhart, Drew Thompson, Sergio, Chef Eladeth, and Larouk, our level 20 hero, Mike Eilat, the graphics guy, our level 10 heroes, Nacro, the Straw Hat Devil, Hans H. Boundahoof, Professor Multiverse, Snowy323, Adam Bomb, Tabitha Rudkin, Chandra Magic, Prophet of Woe, Draconis Majers, Dodger Lakers fan, Jamal Cheatham, Renee Hayes, Spork Saber, Sorcerer Sanguine, Colin Son, Iron Warrior X, Danica Rising, Voidweaver, and Rufio are very important patrons who donate five or more dollars per month. An actual guinea pig, Dale Cope, the eternal student of life, Camille, who may be six possums in a trench coat, Evan, longtime listener, first time patron, Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale, Krista Mitchell, the Siege FX engine, Rio, but without the OZ, Robin Holford, the wine master, United Adventure Company, S.M. Pace, Hillary, Matt D.S., Eric and Amber, Evil, Tommy Kiyama Svensson, Olivia, Joe Abad, Red Monk, Stormshanks, Jacob, Random Equinox, Uncanny Kate, Dazed Apricot, Ray G., The Bongmaster, David Ellis, Jeremy Smith, Lockjen, Slurm, Slouching Beast, Graham Rudkin, Frankenax, Policino, Chris Deeds, Malazang, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Laura Arasmith, Sean Oldham, Mashmakan, Just Andy, an insomniac veterinarian, Marcel, Loscrack and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, Whistler, DM Shari, Gaming Hyperpanda, Stuart Tiffin, Mr. J's Comics, Ethereal Ashy, The Dixon Three, Owls, Bartold, KC, Eduardo Garcia, Tyler Saunders, David Carnan, Fally Pally, Waffle Rabbit, Eric of Norse Foundry, Robbie Dick, Parker Radborn, Caitlin Vinkel, Brandon Keane, Walter Manbeck, Wordsmite 12, Diggy Diggy Blog, Marcos Olguin, Ardrick, and Chris Kane. And finally, our Dork Squad. Jen Peters, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hayliz, Patrick, Zach Rules, Ace Emmett, Renee Anderson, Britton Williams, Ava Hernandez, Jacob Embry, Catherine Petricelli, Kathleen Halperin, Robin Barton, Judith Steen, Orion the Scott, Heavy Metal and T, Erica Lena, Kayla Haynes, Shannon McLean, Oni Yuri, Cade Green, and Stephen Pearson. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks, feel free to join us on patreon.com slash dorktales. Dorktale survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dork Tales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.